The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome, everybody, back to Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon Carwell, along with Gage Bridgeford. And we have a lot to discuss today. The Packers have done a cannonball into the deep end of free agency, um, even though it's really not – nothing's yet official, um, but it's officially unofficial, I guess you could say. Um, people were mad that they weren't very active yesterday uh, when some negotiations could, could start. Um, but the Packers have waited for day two of all the noise and have made a number of moves. Started off with Adrian Amos. The no, actually, he was number two. This first yeah, was, Darius, was uh, Darius Smith, yeah. Darius Smith, Amos, Amos, Preston, and then, of course, our boy, the Denver offensive guard. His name Billy, is Turner. Billy, Billy Turner. Billy Turner. Billy Turner. Old Billy boy. Now right. he got he he got money that appears will be starter money four years twenty eight million per Adam Schefter. Um, the Green Bay does have an out after two years. Um, but first, I'll just give my thoughts on what how I would kind of rank these signings. Um, my top deal is the Amos deal. Um, I thought that was tremendous value for what they got him. I mean, he's four years, 37 mil. I think it's a, a nine mil and change average salary. And that really sticks out when you see guys like Landon getting 14 mil, Tyron getting uh, pretty much the same. Earl Thomas uh, is probably going to get something similar. Um, he's holding out for 15, man. Yeah, and and he yeah he'll probably set the bar the highest, but I thought Amos, um, number eight overall safety, um, according to Pro Football Focus, um, extremely versatile, can play a number of positions, comfortable in the box, comfortable as a deep safety, and uh, he's not the most productive guy. I believe he only had a, a few interceptions last year, um, but that's okay. Three interceptions would uh, have tied for the lead for the Packers, so we'll take any playmaking 
uh, that they can get, and I think they got great bang for their buck with Amos. And then I would probably next up, I'd go with Preston, um, 26 years old, pass rusher, also effective against the run. Um, and then Sidarius, uh, he was obviously very coveted by the Packers front office, four years, 66 million. Um, they must really be projecting him to be something special over the next few years and more in a more predominant role um, because he's mostly been um, a nickel rusher for the Baltimore Ravens. At least that's what he was last year. And then we have old Billy Turner, who's a, a versatile offensive lineman who should compete right away for that starting right guard spot. Um, Gage, how, have, how has your day been? And uh, what do you think of everything that's been going on? Uh, I was Pretty pleased that uh, Green Bay got a lot of this stuff done really early in the morning. Um, I had a kind of a late day to start work, so they had all four of their signings done before my day ever started at work. So I was able to see them all, kind of get my kind of live reaction to them. Uh, just and I was really surprised to see Green Bay. Like when I saw like Amos, I was like, okay, cool, cool, because I've been. I've been really, he's been really growing on me as of late. He's really versatile. Uh, I really love uh, kind of what he was able to do for the Bears alongside Addie Jackson and just in that scheme. Um, and I think that uh, with Mike Pettin moving him around, he really is a chess piece. Like he's going to be all over the field for Green Bay, and I'm going to love seeing that. Um, and I was just, and I was, but I was really liking seeing just names kept popping up and flowing in. I was like, that's what I like. I was like, there you go, there you go. Uh, Zadarius and Preston Smith, uh, both of those guys were names that were rumored to go to Green Bay uh, or rumored to be targets of Green Bay, and they were like, screw it, we're going to double down, get both of them. And I think it was a great move. Nick Perry, uh, obviously, he's out the door now. Um, that was reported earlier in the day by Tom Silverstein. Um. And it was not, and it was reported as a like they're cutting him flat out, not a post June first designation where they could have signed or saved like eleven million, but they're just going to eat the dead cap now and deal with it, and get over it later. Um, so I so they needed to get more guys. Uh, Clay Matthews was likely gone, Nick Perry gone, and then you had Kyler Fackrell, and then a bunch of question marks. And even Fackrell's not a guarantee with only one season of legitimate production under his belt. So. So uh, kind of going off of you, uh, I'm going to rank Amos number one. Uh, I'm actually going to put Zadarius number two over Preston Smith and then Billy Turner four. Uh, nothing against Turner. Um, I think he's a good player. I think, I'm not so, so sure that he's going to be. Like, I think that if they go into opening day with him as the starter, I'd be a little unnerved just because I haven't seen him put together a lot like he's only um like we talked about before we got started he's got 25 career starts and 40 career games he's only played 16 games once and that was last year and he's never started all 16 games i just mm -hmm. i'm not i, I want to see i want to think i would be okay with them having him compete for that right guard spot and then be a death guy if he doesn't win it um with preston smith uh he was one of the top five or so edge rushers on this free agent class. So I was, so I was excited to see them grab him. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be that guy that comes in is your leading pass rusher with 15 sacks in a year, but they also didn't pay him as their top pass rusher. That is Zadarius Smith. They went out, gave him a big contract like he, and 
And they're banking on it. Let's see, because what does he get? It's four years, 66. So what did that work out to per year? Oh, it's 16 and a half, I believe. Six, six divided by four. Uh, yep, 16 and a half. So 16 and a half per year, that puts him among the, the elite edge rushers this year, uh, like per over the cap. That has him making more than um, Melvin Ingram. He's in the Ch- he's in the Chandler Jones slot, which which is top ten at the position, and I think that he can be worth it because he can rush the passer both off the edge as well as um, Peter Bukowski talked a little bit about how he can come up the middle and kind of be an interior pass rushing presence, which just get which just like Amos, he's a chess piece. You can move him all around and do a lot of stuff with him. But that, but Amos is that top guy because he adds some talent to the secondary, speci- specifically at the safety spot where it's just been a lot of inconsistency over the last couple of years between Morgan Burnett being injured and not quite as fast during the end of his tenure. Um, ha-ha Clinton Dix chasing interceptions a lot of the time when he knew he wasn't getting a deal, so he wanted to just go out and try and get it. Also, has anybody seen he doesn't have one? Um, so. I'm just so I'm. I think I was really excited to see Green Bay really active today. Um, I like that they went out and they got their work done early. They waited that first day out, let a lot of the big names go off the board, but also let a lot of the big money go off the board. Landon Collins got a gr- got a great deal for him, and if he's able to play like he did in his pr- in his All Pro season, then that then that contract is worth every single penny. But if he's just a Pro Bowl guy like every other year, I th- that's a huge overpay. Um, Trent Brown went out and got big money. I just there was a lot of money handed out yesterday, and I t- I mentioned on Twitter a couple times and a friends off of uh, like in the real world that I w- only liked one or two of the deals that got handed out yesterday. I thought a lot of guys got overpaid. Adam Humphreys was one of the contracts that I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't remember. And then Kenny Vaccaro, I thought his contract was reasonable and other, and coincidentally both went to the Titans. But other than that, I thought that a lot of people got really overpaid yesterday. And so I was glad green Bay wasn't involved in that mix. I was more than like, do I think green Bay may have overpaid for Zadarius? Maybe if he, now if he can go out and be as productive be like extend his production over starting 16 games, then no, I think that that is going to be a great a great price for him. He just has to prove it, and that's why I had him number two and Amos number one because I think Amos can be worth every penny that he got paid because he's not getting paid a crazy amount of the cap, and even Smith isn't paid a crazy amount of the cap because Russ Ball continues to be a wizard at cap hits. I think yeah, I think Amos is going to walk in day one and be the best safety on the roster. I don't think there's any question about that. That there's no doubt, unless they sign Earl Thomas, or they get Eric Berry because Eric Berry gets traded, and even that I don't think is going to. And I don't think that they're going to get Eric Berry. So I think there's no doubt Amos will be the number one, even if they draft the the top safety, even if they draft Chauncey Gardner Johnson or. Nasir Adderley, Deontay Thompson, whoever you view as the top safety, I think Amos is still the best safety in the room, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. And uh, it kind of bumps me out that this probably takes Trey Boston out of the equation because they both play pretty much the same position. 
um, both of that Swiss, Swiss Army knife um, sort of chess piece, if you will, to move around into the box near the line of scrimmage in the slot deep uh, or as a, a run support safety. I, I love that Amos pickup a lot. Um, and like we already touched on, especially in the comparison to the other safety deals. Um, and the fact that Gutekunst was able to go out and get two starting pass rushers just cannot be overstated enough. I mean, this fan base has been begging, pleading with this organization to make something happen in free agency, and now it's finally happened. And I, if there's any negativity coming out right now, I mean, people just really need to get a grip because this is what you've been asking for. You get what you got. You want the premium talent. You have to pay for it. Um, I mean, I'm not excited. I wasn't excited when I saw Zadarius getting 66 mil um, for a guy who hasn't started each game every year. But then I go look and I see this guy is uh, third third in the league in quarterback hits, uh, one of the top in uh, quarterback pressures, um, 10 sacks, and he only started half the games. Um, so, a, and, and this is also a guy that Green Bay tried to trade for. Um, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before, but apparently they had tried to trade for Zadarius um, Smith in the past. Um, clearly a guy that they really liked. And in their system, especially Mike Penn's system, we got a guy who can be a three-tech, five-tech, seven-technique pass rusher. Um, I, I haven't watched film on him yet, but I hear he's got a, a really impressive bull rush. Um, but I think he's uh, a more athletic than uh, Nick Perry. Um, not that hard. Uh, yeah, not that hard, honestly. Preston Smith, uh, another super athletic edge rusher. Um, he's a, a very powerful guy, and I already kind of touched on it earlier. He's just as effective against the um, run as he is the pass, but um, he had, what was it, 53 um, pressures on the quarterback last year that would have easily been the Packers top top man in that regard the next closest would have been Kenny Clark with 46 and their top edge rusher in terms of quarterback pressures was Clay Matthews who had 30 so we're talking about 20 more past uh, pressures from a guy who's who's 26 and guess what he's a Green Bay Packer for the next four years um, so I'm extremely excited about that. And now in terms of old Billy Turner here, 11 out of 16 games he started last year. Not hasn't been a full-time starter, but uh, I, I did hear Denver wanted to keep him around. His price was just too high, and Green Bay really needed a guard. And I, I, I wasn't. I'm not completely sold on rolling out a, a, a rookie week one. And I think they probably have that same sentiment. Um, I see Billy Turner is a, a pretty good pass blocker. Only uh, three sacks allowed and 529 reps in pass protection last year. So I think there's a lot to work with there. Going to have to watch some more film on him to be, uh, get a more well-rounded scope of what he's going to provide. Um, uh, and not only, uh, not only that, so you said he was a good uh, pass blocker. And also he wasn't a terrible run blocker. I know that like taking just the team's yards per like yards per attempt as like, mm-hmm. as like uh, just saying, yeah, this is definite proof that he was a good run blocker. They averaged 4.9 yards per carry last season. Did Denver did, which was 0.1 yards less than green Bay funnily enough. And they did on 60 more attempts than green Bay had. So, so he knows how to run block. He, he fits in well 
with Matt LaFleur wanting to get back to the get back to the ground game and I and I think that at at worst they now have an experienced guy that can go in there he can um, if Cole Madison is able to um, return to the team, um, no, no rush. Obviously, he needs to take care of his uh, himself and his mental health first. But if he's able to return to the team, um, Turner has pl- a lot of experience that he can help him um, kind of get kind of get acclimated to the NFL. Um, if they end up drafting a guy in uh, drafting a guy to take that spot, he can help him come along and just. Because I think competition brings out the best in a player. I think when someone is resting on their laurels and they can think, "Oh, well, I'm not. I don't got to worry about my spot because no one's going to take it." I think that that I think that people don't get better. They don't get they and they can honestly get worse. So I think that Turner, even if he doesn't start for Green Bay, which I think it's very possible that he can, because I think that that might be what they. I think that's what they signed him for. I think that he he just upgrades them even if he is nothing more than a backup swing player because green Bay has dealt with injuries in the past and now they have a little bit of insurance and that insurance isn't in the form of Jason Spriggs who has never put it together in at the NFL level. It's not Justin McCray who got bowled over on every other play last year. So I think that green Bay today went out and, and they still have, I think, seventeen million left in cap space that they could go, not that they can, or not including. Um, I think that they have seventeen million in cap space. They can still go play with. They can still go use and bring in another guy. Like if they want to go add another edge rusher, like Justin Houston, they can. I'm not saying they need to. If they want to bring back Muhammad Wilkerson for one for five mil for the next year, or if he wants like two or two years, five or ten million, and the second year is non guaranteed. They can do that. I think that they did a great job of not only signing players at need positions, but also not not blowing all of their cap space to where they're just completely they're going to be completely out of it tomorrow. Like there's a guy that comes on the market that they could desperately use for two million dollars, but they don't have it because they spent. 60 like because they spent all of it on the first day so i think that they did a great job in that and another thing that i really like how they did this was they draft they went out and got guys at positions of need which helps them in the draft and this is something that we'll talk about a little later on uh in a sh- future show but he like so let's think about it so they needed edge rusher help they went out and got edge rushers they needed safety help they went out and got a safety they needed offensive line help they went out and got an offensive lineman now when the draft rolls around they're not forced to draft a guy strictly because they have a need there if they're not in love with whoever's on the board at 12 say montez sweat brian burns josh allen joey bosa all those all those top edge rushers are off the board and the only one left is jakai polite at 12 and they're like well I guess we got to take polite because we didn't sign an edge rusher. They don't have to do that now. They can go they draft. Could trade back. They could trade back. They could go trade. They could go and address a different need. They could add depth at a spot. Like they could add Ed Oliver if he's still on the board and make their defensive line great. They could go get a wide receiver. Like if DK Metcalf falls there, they can do that now. I think that this day in free agency was so pivotal for them because. Everything that they did helps them in free agency as well as the draft, and that's important because I think that a lot of teams, a lot of the lower-end teams in the NFL, I'm not going to name any names, 
a lot of the lower end teams they focus strictly on just free agency stuff and like short term fixes, like adding a guy that's 29 and you sign him for a four year deal. Cool. That that's flashy and it draws headlines. But what if like in two years that guy's washed up and you got nothing left, but green Bay went out draft or signed a bunch of guys that are all going to be, that are all like 26 are going to be 26 when the season starts, which is absolutely bananas that they were able to do that. Just like let that sink in. All four of the guys they've got, I'm pretty sure, are going to be 26 when the year starts. Yeah, um, Bo Smith will be 26. So will Amos. Turner okay, is 27. So uh, and he, yeah, so he'll be 28 in the middle of the season. But and so so they did out. They went out. They got guys that are going to start for them. They're going to play at a good level, and the team's just going to be better. And they're going to be set for a few years rather than needing a replacement in two years. So and, I think that this day was great. Yeah. And we can, we can stop waiting on, or we can stop worrying about really if Clay Matthews and Nick Perry are going to be able to suit up each and every week, a number of injury concerns, Preston Smith, guess what? He hasn't missed a game in his entire career. 64 out of 64 games. Um, Adrian Amos is 60 out of 64, and he started 56 out of 60, or at 56 out of 60. Right. Ton, the, so availability is key here, and you've already touched on it. The, the Packers, you, you're, you, have to dra- you have to address your needs in free agency because that is going to let you get the best player available in the draft. And you, I, I love... I, I'm not a fan of drafting out of out of need because I think you can miss out on some really good talent, and I think pretty much everyone sa- uh, shares that same feeling. Um, but in the Packers' case, guess what? I mean, there's going to be they're going to have their pick of, I mean, just extreme, extraordinary talent at number twelve. I mean, if you're not excited about that after today, there's really just no help in you. Um, We've already touched on it. Brian Burns, Josh Allen, Ed Oliver. These guys are are, are possibilities at number 12. Uh, maybe not Josh Allen. He's probably going to be off the board. But these other guys, the Burns, um, your TJ Hawkinson, and, and maybe even a Cody Ford uh, could be available. Um, now, as far as uh, Billy, Billy um, Turner, I think he is going to start uh, right away just because that, that's what they paid him to do. And if he doesn't, guess what? He's a primary backup at, at at three positions, left guard, right guard, and right tackle. Those are all positions he's, he has started in his career. So he's going to have no problem uh, finding work next season in my eyes. And, I mean, my goodness, he's an upgrade over, over Byron Bell by a landslide and, and Justin McCray as well. Um, now, Justin McCray will be back. They did um, pick up his tender. So he will be back, but he will be just a depth piece. And he can play tackle as well, even though it's not necessarily something you want to rely on. Um, but the Packers are in, in prime position um, for the future and for next season. They're, they're, they're building a defense that is going to get after the passer. Um, and they're also in the, in the process of ensuring up the back end. Now, their safeties were just pretty brutal last year. Kentrell Bryce, Josh Jones, and then Jermaine Williams for the second half of the season were just uh, discombobulated for most of the, most of the time. No, no playmaking ability 
Um, but hopefully Amos can address that. And, and I also wouldn't rule out them addressing that, addressing that position again early in the draft, hopefully with one of their top three picks, getting a, um, a playmaking safety, maybe a Jonathan Abram. Chauncey uh, Gardner Johnson at 30, lock it in. Yeah, lock it in him or Abram. I wouldn't care. Um, either one, they're both studs. Uh, but you know that we'll have we'll have some draft conversation another day because this free agency completely changes everything. So, Gage, what is your final grade for how this day has went for the Packers? I'm gonna give them. I'm going to give them an A minus strictly due to the fact that they exceeded all of my expectations that I had set out for them today. They went out and did every they did everything that I wanted them to do, but I didn't expect them to do it. I I expected them to come away with to, from today with I like uh, I did a roundtable for Dairyland earlier uh, late it was either I think it was earlier this week. And my expectation was that Green Bay came away from free agency with two starters. And I expected their biggest guy, their biggest signing to probably be like at right guard, like maybe landing one of the top right guard guys and then drafting or getting a like one edge rusher. They went out and got two starting edge rushers, a guy that very well might start for them at right guard and a starting safety who is an instant upgrade over any other safety in the room. They did everything that I thought they would do over the entirety of free agency, and they did it in one day. And they are probably not done because they have a ton of money laying around. Right. They, they, and Brady would have been just getting that receiver, which is still a possibility. But we'll adding a receiver would have just been icing on the cake. However, there's only been like three receivers signed so far in free agency. I know that that number is not 100% correct. But who's the most impactful free agent that's been, or most impactful impactful receiver free agent that's been signed? Devin Funches, uh, Adam Adam Humphreys, I guess. So let's see, Adam Humphreys, John Brown got locked up to a deal. Well, Jackson got traded, so Deshaun Jackson was whatever. He's, I mean, Green Bay already has three guys that play the same role as Deshaun Jackson. They're just a lot younger and taller. Yeah, and and a lot freaking taller. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine receivers have been signed in free agency so far. Among those nine, Rashad Perriman, Danny Amendola, Josh Bellamy. Um, I know you wouldn't want any of those guys. I don't think you're going to take Cole Beasley at 29 years old. I don't think you wanted Devin Funches for 13 mil a year. I don't think you wanted... Um, did uh, Adam Humphreys maybe Adam Humphreys at nine? Like I said, for four years, thirty six. Like I said, that was one of the few contracts signed yesterday that I was okay with. Uh, maybe you wanted Jamison Crowder. He's twenty six, so he would have fit right in with the fact that they were signing every twenty six year old on the market. So I think that there was only a handful of receivers signed already, and there's still a bunch of them available. And if they don't find anybody in free agency that they like, there's a ton of free age or wide receivers in the in this draft class that they can go get. I think Green Bay set themselves up in a great spot to be still active in free agency if the right deal comes along, but they also don't have to get desperate and start making moves because they did well to put them in this do well to put themselves in this position. I'm going to give him an A. Um, 
A plus would have been getting that slot receiver. We know that I really liked Adam Humphreys. I even liked John Brown, um, who went to the Bills. Um, I, I believe Golden Tate, he's still a possibility, but I think his price tag is just going to be way too high. Um, and we can't rule out the possibility of them bringing back Cobb, um, which some people may not want to hear, but Cobb is still unsigned, so it's safe to assume the market for him isn't what he thought it would be, maybe. Um, or maybe he, he is waiting it out, uh, hoping to get a better deal. Um, but I would say he, he could still be an option for the Packers. We know Rodgers and him are the longest tenured uh, receiver or receiver quarterback combination. Um, Devontae Adams is not far behind. Uh, but Cobb is, is a tremendous asset. When he's healthy, he's just never healthy. And, and that's just been his main problem. So I'm hoping that has driven his price tag down to the point where Green Bay could bring him back, possibly, just because they've missed out on some guys that I, I would have liked. Um, but we've already talked about it. They've, they've picked up pretty much four starters, and it all happened over the span of like three hours, which was just tremendous. Um, Adrian Amos, Preston Smith, Zacharias Smith, Billy Turner, all these guys are going to be contributing next season. And the Packers uh, trimmed some fat. They got rid of Nick Perry. Um, and and really, they've opened up a ton of possibilities for the draft. And, and we've already said they have about $17 million still left to play around with. So we'll see. I mean, they, they're probably not done yet. Um, but we will be back uh with everyone shortly in the next week or so to bring you guys some more Packers coverage. Thank you guys for tuning into Dairyland Talk. I'm Brandon along with Gage. We'll check you guys out later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.